0: Thank you for listening to the Reclaim Church Podcast. We hope that this message is a blessing to your life. For more information on our church, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at ReclaimTX. Now please enjoy this message. You are called by God to be a warrior to the world. But if we're honest, we're wounded. We're wounded. We've been wounded by the past. We've been wounded by another church. We've been wounded by unhealthy leadership. We've been wounded by unhealthy relationships. We've been wounded by guilt. We've been wounded by shame. We've been wounded by our sins and our failures and our mistakes. Can anybody relate to me on that one, right? We've been wounded by these things. That's why Jesus says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Everybody that has wounds and burdens, Jesus says, come to me. But our our wounds, what they do is is they blind us from our purpose. They they distract us from what God wants to do in our life and how God wants to use our life. So we constantly focus in on, on our wounds and our weaknesses instead of looking to what God has called us to do and where he's called us to be. Some of us can't commit to a church because we've been so hurt by the church. But could you see that wherever church you go to, if you were to, to walk in the obedience of the Spirit, that you would be a help and not a hindrance. Maybe the enemy doesn't want you to connect to a church because if you connect to a church, then your gifts will be cultivated, and you'll begin to change your family. you begin to change generations. Maybe, maybe that's why it's hard to commit because we're so wounded. Does that make sense to anybody? But our, our, our wounds blind us. and We can't see. Gideon couldn't see it. Couldn't see it. He said, why me? It's, al- it's, al- it's almost like this. Ma- imagine that. This guy, the angel of the Lord comes down from heaven and he meets you. And you're like, well, let me explain something to you, sir. Right? <laughs> like It's almost like, I know who you are, man. Like, I found you. Like, I, I obviously, Gideon, I'm talking to you. There's a lot of other people I could have went to. But I'm a, No, 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 it's like, no, no, hold on, listen, sir, I'm really weak, and I'm like the worst of the worst, like, I'm telling you, I say this all the time, and, and, and you may say, well, stop saying it, I don't care, I'm going to say it again, like, when I look at myself, I told someone, I'm like, I didn't graduate high school, and they're like, what, like, super shocked, I'm like, sorry, man, sorry to disappoint you, right, but we're weak. He didn't couldn't see it. And we look at our, our, our weaknesses, and we look at our wounds, and we look at our, our failures, and we're like, no, 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 God, you gotta find somebody else. It ain't me. What happens is these wounds that we collect over the years is, is, is they become so sensitive in our spirit and in our life that we create defense mechanisms so that nobody could get close to us. We create these hiding places. See, Gideon was afraid of being taken advantage of. We avoid spiritual relationships. We avoid real friendships because we're afraid of getting hurt again. We're afraid of getting taken advantage of again. We're afraid of being talked about again. So what do we do? We create defenses. We, we create, we, we begin to just be sarcastic with everybody. Right. I'm just going to be sorry. If I could be sarcastic with everybody, and that's who I am, then nobody could really get close to me. We begin to just make jokes all the time. Nobody could have a serious conversation. How are you doing? Oh, brother, I'm doing great, man. No, how are you really doing? Oh, well, how are you really doing? Right. Like we're just trying to trying to avoid like the conversation with people because we've been hurt. Listen, I'm not saying, oh, you're a bad person for this. This is natural. This is what we do. We create these these defense mechanisms to avoid deep relationships so we won't invest into people because we're worried from our past experiences. We're worried that if we sow, someone might come up on us. Everything that we give, somebody might take from us. So I'm going to stay away from people. I'm not going to commit to the church. I'm not going to commit to a small group. I'm not going to commit to Sundays every Sunday because if I become a regular, then they're going to want to talk to me more. But this is the problem is when we we begin to build defense mechanisms against people, what we don't realize is we're building defense mechanisms against the Lord. And because we don't trust people, we don't trust God. Because we think God will hurt us like they did. I'm, can we relate to this? Is this relatable? Man, I just looked at the clock. Nope, I'm not going to look at it no more. Somebody's like, please look at it again. I'm hungry. <laughs> but we don't trust in the Lord because we've been hurt by people. But the problem with this, the problem with living this way, Listen. Is when you live according to your hurts, we begin to live a life of dysfunction. And we begin to normalize things that are not supposed to be normal. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under, I'm going to say the tree at Oprah, which belonged to Joash, while his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress. Now let me tell you why this is significant. Anybody who's threshing or beating out wheat, that has to be done in the open because the wind has to take away that which does not belong. But the wine press is a pit that is within a cave. So, what's supposed to be done outside, Gideon is making it normal to do it inside because he's afraid of his enemy. The problem with our wounds, as a wounded warrior, the problem is is we begin to overcompensate for them. And so we begin to normalize things in our life that are not normal. They may, they may be normal to the world, but they're not normal for a Christian. We begin to normalize, well, I'll, I'll just have one more. I'll just have another. Oh, I'll just take that. And I'll take those. It's, it's normal for me because it calms me down. It helps me. I, it's, listen, can I say it's not normal to go from relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship. To rela- I'm not going to go all the way around. But that's not, that's not normal. But why do we do it? Because we've been hurt. So we overcompensate for our hurts. So we begin to live a life of dysfunction. Listen, can I tell you, husband, it's not normal to yell at your wife every day. Can I, can I say, I'll say it again. It's not normal to yell at your wife every day. That's not normal. But why do we do it? Because we don't want our wife to get close to us. Because we've been hurt by our father. Or we've been hurt by our mother. So we overcompensate in our relationships. This is making sense today. Can I, can I, can I speak to the wives a little bit? I know I might, I might not be the right candidate to speak to the wife. But I'm going to go for it anyway. Can I tell your wife it's not normal to manipulate your husband? That's not normal. I'm looking for kids. Any kids around about to say some things that maybe I should say for like a marriage conference or something. It's not normal. But we're overcompensating for our wounds. Can I tell you, when it it comes to the church, it's not normal to complain about everything. It's not normal to try to find a reason that a church is a bad church. But why do we do it? Because we've been hurt by churches. And so when I go to another church, I'm going to find something. I'll find something so I don't have to go back. Because we've been hurt. But we overcompensate. We end up living in dysfunction and we avoid friends. We avoid real conversation. We avoid opportunities. We see the worst in people because we've been hurt by people. I'm going to try to find the very worst thing about you so that, I can, so that I can look at that every time I see you so I don't get close. We hide because we've been hurt. Is this making sense to anybody? I feel like I have to keep asking that. <laughs> Does it make sense? Yes. Make sense? All right, cool. I'm going to hand out, like, cards. Like, if you're confused, put up a card. If you're The enemy wants us to stay in this mindset. Because he's tricked us so much that he's he's allowed us to believe that it's normal. But we don't realize that we're bound. And we don't realize that we're wounded and we're hurt. Ephesians 2, 1 through 5 says, And you were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived, In the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and we're by nature children of wrath like the the rest of mankind. Can I say, when we live in dysfunction, when we overcompensate, what we're really doing is walking in the flesh. Because what we're saying is, I just want to make sure that I'm good. I don't care about anybody else. But God, being rich in mercy... Because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. See, the truth is we've all been defeated. We've all had failures. We've all made mistakes. We all have wounds. Every one of us has been hurt by somebody. There's not one person in here. And if you are here, man, praise God, good for you. But we've all been hurt, all of us when it comes to the kingdom of God, can I, can, I, can I just say, sometimes, actually almost all the time, you just have to let God heal you. God wants to heal those things that are hurting. He wants to heal that brokenness. You may say, well, well he needs to fix the problem before he fixes me because this is the problem is the reason I'm broken. No, that's not how he works. He fixes the person. Not always the circumstance. But when he fixes the person, we're able to walk through that circumstance strong with our head lifted high because we know that God has healed us. But listen to this. A wounded warrior is still a warrior. A broken person still has value. A a hurt individual still matters to God. Can I say that again? A, A hurt individual still matters to God. A defeated person is still important in the kingdom of God. It still matters that you show up. Our church, we love the broken person. We want people to come that feel lost. We want people to come that feel confused. We want those people to come into our church. So, not so they can encounter me, because I can't help them, but so they can encounter God. So they can meet him. So they can know him. So that he can begin to heal them. So you may feel weak. You may feel defeated. You may feel broken, but you are still a warrior. You are still called. You still have purpose. Second Corinthians 4, 8, 9 says, but we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. I may be broken. I may be hurt, but I'm still a warrior. I'm still in the fight. You're here today. Can I say it? You're still in the fight. You got to church. You got up this morning. You got ready this morning. Maybe you brushed your teeth. Maybe not. Maybe it was one of those mornings. But either way, you're here. Why are you here? Because you're still in the fight. Because there's something in your heart that says, I got to be there. I don't know why. It's because God is calling you, trying to get you to understand that he's with you. He doesn't ignore your pain. He's not trying to sweep it under the rug. You know, you will get those relationships and those friends who will try to avoid those conversations with you because they don't want to be awkward. But that's not God. God will call it right out. He doesn't sweep it under the rug. He brings healing to it. God doesn't ignore our wounds. He doesn't He doesn't just put a band-aid over an issue and call it done. He heals you. He heals those wounds. See, the Lord calls us by our name, not by our mistakes. He called Gideon. He's like, hey. You mighty warrior. What? I'm hiding. I know you're hiding, but you're a warrior. I know you're wounded, but you're a warrior. So I'm calling you according to who you are, not what you do. Where others label us and call us by our past and our mistakes and keeps rubbing it in, God calls us by our future and our purpose. He brings confidence to our souls. It brings confidence to my soul. I don't have to. People are going to say things about our church. They're probably going to say things about me. Does it bother me a little bit maybe? My confidence is not in people. The Lord. Your confidence cannot be in people. It has to be in the Lord. It has to be in the Lord. In him we're confident and we're comfortable. But we're not stagnant. He uses the weak. He uses the regulars. He uses the nobodies. He uses people like me. And probably people like you. I mean, he will use you. I just didn't want to call you a nobody because that seems kind of messed up. But he will use you. You may not be the star in the movie, but you're important to God. My favorite scriptures, 1 Corinthians 127, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. See, he can work with your doubt, he can work with your pain, he can work with your wounds, but he can't work until you surrender. My question is to you, will you respond? It, you know, I'm, if you can put the pads on, that'd be amazing. <clears throat> could, it, could, it, could it be, now, now we looked and we saw in scripture that the, the, the Israelites were crying out to God, God. This is bad. What's happening now is bad. We don't have anything. It's all been taken from us. Can you help us? The Lord sends a prophet. The prophet says, hey, listen, this is your fault. Like, you disobeyed. But what I i, I don't know why I like this part of the story, but maybe I'm just reading into it too much. But the prophet never never tells the Israelites that God is speaking to Gideon. He'd never once does a prophet say, oh, well, somebody's coming to save you. Somebody's coming to help you. He didn't say that once. He says, hey, you disobeyed, period. And then we go down to the story, the next verse, and says, and the angel of the Lord came to Gideon. As the world was crying out, God was speaking to Gideon. Could it be that our, as our world is crying out, God is speaking to you? Could it be that right now there's family members that you don't even know want to take their life and they're crying out for an answer and the answer could be you. Maybe you don't know, but maybe your, your, your friends are on, the, on, the, on the, um, the edge of divorce, but they're not saying anything, but they're crying out to God and God is waiting on you. See, the truth is this, is that oftentimes the Christian is the response to somebody's cry. Can I say this church is here because somebody prayed that a church would come? That, that's, that's the truth. We are here because there's individuals who are lost in sin who are looking around saying, God, is there anything better than what I'm living in now? And God is saying, yes, there's a church. But as the world is crying out, will you respond? Will you say Yes. The Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm just about done. The warriors, warriors have to lead the way. It was disobedience that caused the Israelites to be overtaken. So the first thing that the angel of the Lord told Gideon to do was to go to his own home and tear down the altars that were built to the idols. And what is he saying? He's saying, Gideon, listen, Israel's in this place because they disobeyed, if you want to lead them out of it, you have to walk in obedience. Some of us, God wants to use our life, but we refuse to tear down the idols in our own homes. We refuse to let go of what we hold on so closely that God has been saying, let it go, let it go. I want to use your life. No, but I love this, God. I love this. He's saying, no, you're called to help people. You're called with a purpose. So we have to be the ones to obey. If they won't obey, I will. If they won't do what God is asking them to do, I'll do it for them. You know, that sounds familiar. Sounds a lot like Jesus. if they won't do it, I will. But will you respond to the cry of the world? God wants to heal your wounds. He wants to set you free. He wants to make you new. He wants to help you. You've got to surrender. Okay, man, and we hope that you enjoyed this message. For more information on our church, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at ReclaimTX or check us out on our website, ReclaimChurchTX.com. Thank you for listening.